Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we're going to talk about taking a quote unquote real vacation as a creative, you know, where you like relax and stuff. Yeah. And other best practices for relaxing. So what kind of, uh, what kind of subject are we going to talk about here? Cause I do have a slightly different perspective on taking vacation as an artist versus taking vacation as a corporate dude. Yeah, well, I think in either case, it's all too easy to take your work with you. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think it would be cool to look at this from multiple different angles. Hey, Ginger's here. And by the way, you guys, if you're listening to this, we have our amazing Rogue Artist family with us. Uh, They will be chiming in. So if you hear us reading comments, that's what we're doing, reading their brilliance, because they always add to this conversation. So, yeah. If you hear some brilliant comments, chances are it's not coming from me. It's coming from the rogues. (laughs) (laughs) There is a pretty solid chance of that. They do have lots of brilliance. Christy said, long time lurker, first time joining the pod. Glad to have you here, Christy. Christy. Okay, so rogues, um, show of hands. How many of you have trouble relaxing or taking a vacation where you're actually like relaxing? Yeah. And by the way, you guys, this question actually comes from one of the rogues, uh, Lee. Oh, yeah, uh, Lee's who is here. here now. Yep. And uh, yeah, so this is going to be a really interesting conversation because I think that there's going to be several points of view there that don't go into the typical realm of like what you think of when you take a vacation. Yeah. Because, uh, for, for example, as an artist, you know, like right now, Kelly uh, is technically on vacation she's somewhere else and she's painting and doing whatever she wants without having to worry about work that's true so So that's one aspect of it right is that being creative can be a vacation (laughs) diane's like what's a vacation again (laughs) (laughs) ginger says i'm a recovering workaholic i promise it's worth taking real vacations even as a creative yeah i agree ginger i agree I agree. Tempest said, I'm not sure what relaxing means without art. <laughs> right. And that's true. So these it's are the true. different angles, right? Christy said, I definitely feel the guilt when I'm relaxing and not painting. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's one aspect. And that's what I mean. There are several aspects to that. Um, being able to relax and feeling guilty when you're, pa- you know, it's interesting because when it comes to art, you can feel guilty if you're not painting because you have the time to paint or you can feel guilty if you are painting because you should be doing something else. Yeah. And so wouldn't you say that the, the most important thing there then is how you feel. It's not that you shouldn't create while you're on vacation, but it's also not that you have to create. I think it's the feeling that you're supposed to do something and the stress that comes with that. I would say that that's the, the main thing. Um, you know, I, it really is the main thing. If you are creating, it's such a hard subject to talk about because obviously if you have like a nine to five job, uh, you know, a side hustle, a corporate side hustle or something like that, you go into work. First off, most times you don't feel like driving there. You got to drive to work. You get to work. You've got a laundry list of things to do, things that you have to do. And, uh, you know, you, you basically get through your day and most times most people are working because they need that paycheck, right? Because they feel that they need that paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so like, you're basically getting paid to go in, uh, 
be a bit stressed out. You know, like if you wake up in the morning and you've got some personal stuff going on, some family drama, let's say, and you have to go to work, Mm -hmm. then it's almost like you, you know, a lot of people say leave it at the door, but in all honesty, you're going to be thinking about that crap while you're there and trying to juggle being at work and doing that. So like, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. So you know, and for somebody like me that overworks, mm-hmm. um, definitely needing to take a vacation is important. And the interesting thing about Lee's question is the word relax, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been on a lot of vacations in my life and there have been a few that I've relaxed. Actually, since I've met you, I, I tend to relax a little bit more on vacation, but I've been on vacations where I wasn't relaxed. (laughs) And, you know, and then on top of that, you're like counting the days like, Oh, there's five. Okay. There's five days. You feel a little bit better. Like there's five days till I have to go home. And then next thing you know, it's like two days are left. And you're you're already "Ah, stressed out. Allie said, I need to relax and I feel guilty. I'm missing out. Yeah. FOMO is a thing too. Yeah. Uh, Tina said, I'm on vacation 24-7, basically. You know, Tina, that's interesting that you say that because that is uh, our motto here. And the idea is that because we try to stay away from anything that we don't want, like if we really don't want to do it, there a lot of uh, comments will happen on our YouTube videos where people will say like, well, you know, you got to create the stuff that you don't want to create. You have to do the things that you don't want to do. And that's true to a certain accent, uh, to a certain thing, like as far as like doing the things that maybe you, you know, like, oh, I don't feel like doing taxes. Well, let's make this fun. Mm-hmm. As far as creating, um, to me, there is no such thing. Like you create what it is that you want to create. So there's a joy behind that. I think it is that that feeling like you need to do, like I need to do this. So kind of like when you were doing the market every yeah, week. And yeah, you, exactly. It's how you're living your life day to day. It's that feeling like all the shooting on yourself, as, as we've said. It's a lot of shooting. Rachel yeah. said, I haven't had a vacation in years. Painting was my way to sneak away from responsibility and relax. Yeah. Diane said, I can't turn off. My camera is always with me. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, it comes down to like how you're feeling when you're engaged in the, in the stuff. Ginger said, you can still be creative on vacation, but if you're a pro watercolorist, maybe bring acrylics on trip to ensure it's pure <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And Uh, I I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like for us, for us, the daily practice is pure shenanigans, you know, and, you know, well, at least for me, I'm I'm way less technical than you are. Some of us that are way more technical and, and, you know, I could understand the, the brain energy that goes into like creating mm -hmm. and how you, you would definitely want to step away from that and do something that you would consider more lax more relaxed yeah more chill especially if you're working with um machinery or anything that's like where you really (laughs) or like ginger you know ginger is a pro watercolorist and like you know she's got charts and all kinds of yeah things like it's 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 a lot of work (laughs) so let's talk about this um because rafi and i have been talking about this uh this week especially the last couple days because um definitely as a creative i spent a good percentage of my years um, being in like full on balls to the wall production mode. Yeah. Mostly do. Okay. So in my head, like I want to say because of shows and markets, 
but I didn't have to do it that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did shows and markets and I didn't do it that you way. You didn't do it I that way. I did it that way the first year, the first couple years. And then, um, but it was more of like a personal challenge. And then I got to the point where I realized like, oh, I could create all this stuff like this. But it it, it just, when it's not fun anymore for me, mm-hmm. then I stopped doing it because because of being in corporate, realizing that and knowing that I'm a workaholic, realizing that I could easily turn this into something that stresses me out. Totally. Um, And for me early on, you know, until like recently, I just dug my heels in, you know, I because it was more comfortable to just stay in that like routine than to like ease off and worry that my business is going to fall apart. Well, it's kind of like what Allie is saying here, you know, I feel like a shark keeps swimming or will drown, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's that mentality. That stuff is the stuff that's stressful. So like when I think of like vacation, you know, and like Lee, Lee made a comment on there that it's guilt, you know, it's like you, you should be, uh, you should be working, you should be doing this stuff. Or if you're on vacation, why aren't you drawing? Why aren't you sketching? It's kind of like when the, the pandemic happened, and people were doing those challenges online yeah. and you and I were like figuring stuff out and we were like trying to, you know, relax and stuff and thinking like, oh, you're not, you know, it's, it's a pen. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. And it's like, you're not doing enough. Why aren't you doing challenges as well? Why aren't you having more pandemic fun and more yeah. pandemic productivity? Yeah. So a lot of times when we would go on a trip, me and you, like I would bring my laptop with me. And that was the biggest thing. I can't bring my jewelry bench or my stuff, you know, but I would bring my laptop with me and I would be like editing pictures and listing stuff on the website and responding to emails. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, if there's email inquiries or social media inquiries or somebody needs something, it's the idea that like, I'm not available. Like for me, that was just really stressful to not be immediately responsive. I mean, and that's, and it's important, it's important to understand because obviously you don't want your emails to stack up, but then again, there, there is auto response on email where you let people know I'm, I'm out. I will be back at this point. Yeah. I told, so here's a funny story and tell me if you guys can relate to this. I set up auto response on like my social medias and my, um, the selling platforms when I was on them. And then I would go on there and see that someone had messaged and that the auto reply kicked in. And then I would respond and oh apologize God. to them because, for the auto reply. And, oh my and, goodness. <laughs> and then they would respond back and then the auto reply would reply. And then eventually I just shut off the auto reply because I was tired of apologizing for its existence. Oh, for crying out loud. See, and, I'm, I'm like Ginny. Uh, she says here, I'm very lucky. Vacations hit me like a ton of fluffy bricks. I can immediately relax and can be allowed to just have all the imagination time. That is awesome, Jimmy. Yeah. Ginger said, Ginger's just a lunatic with a paintbrush. Not sure what pro nonsense we're talking about. <laughs> charts, and gra- charts and graphs being an act of self-soothing helps though, so... <laughs> yeah, a ton of fluffy bricks sounds amazing, she said. Yeah, I mean, Ginger, I, you know, I freaking love... I love, I love the way that... Uh, you know, the lunatic uh, does the things with the charts and 
and graphs and all that stuff. Like what, I just, I love yeah. That what stuff. makes you happy as a person for your own brand of like, now? I'm talking madness. I'm talking for my my brand of madness. I'm like charts and graphs. I barely have. I wrote a blog today where I talked about our planner and how you know I look at like something that I maybe wrote in there yesterday for today, and I'm like, why didn't he do it? You know, like. <laughs> when what's, your past self writes a to-do item for your future self yeah. and you're like, why didn't past me just take care of it? Yeah. Why didn't you take care of that? <laughs> Rude. Crap? Welcome Kirkman. Hey Kirkman. Diane said, agree with overworking. I work until I hit a wall. Not good, I guess. No. That's what's got us thinking about this yes. a lot lately because both of us hit a wall. Uh, we both had different degrees of burnout and we don't want to continue on that way because honestly, when we broke it down, we weren't like really getting that much more done by operating in this like yeah. frenzied state. Yeah. So we put this like framework together to try to chunk all the various things that we want to do, um, but not to do them until we burn out on them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, the truth of the matter is that really in your day, either you break it down to like, two things that you're doing that day. You know, I have the fantastic four list where it's like you break the, the only time uh, the reason that I led to burnout was because instead of following something where it's like, you got to give yourself that free time in between, right? You need to give yourself that relaxed time. And you also have to give yourself enough free time to work on the projects that you want to work on or relax or do nothing. Or if the shit hits the fan, that you have like a wiggle room that to you deal have with wiggle it. room to deal with stuff. Cause we all know that there's a, a degree of problem, especially if you're running your art business or you're doing anything really, there's going to be a degree of problem solving. There's going to be a degree of like um, putting out fires. There's going to be a degree of all kinds of stuff. And if you are constantly go, 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 you're not leaving any room for any of that stuff. And then you get super exhausted and you got to think about, you know, like let's, let's talk about productivity in that, in that sense. Right. So like you're go, 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 boom, you hit a wall and then you are not doing anything. Right? right. And if you even try to do anything, it's not coming out the way that you want it to. It, it your mood takes a hit. Like there's a lot of really bad things about that, you know, and it's funny that I'm talking about this and this is, you know, this is actually something that I'm very well practiced at. And for some reason moving into this house, like immediately, like that was just out the window. Like yeah. next thing you know, I'm like reaching burnout and Ginger's screaming at me. Well, you know? <laughs> I think at the core of this is we've talked a lot about like what is at the core of this um, is it a need to prove yourself to yourself? Is it a need to prove yourself to your peers? Is it a need to feel like you deserve all the success that you might be experiencing because you're working so hard for it? Is it fear that all the, all the, um, that the tower is going to fall, you know, yeah. if, if you pause for a moment, What's the underlying driving force that causes us to not care for ourselves? And that's that's a really good question because the, the there's so many. There's yeah. so many for us because it could easily just be insecurity, you know, or some kind of thing that you bring with you from your childhood that your parents would say, you know, that's a lazy person. A lazy person is this. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that 
for you and I, it was rewriting that narrative of what a lazy person is because, you know, as a kid, because I didn't want to work, 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 I was called lazy Mm -hmm. and uh, ungrateful and like all that stuff. And, you know, it's funny how you take those voices with you and you bring them into a moment like that where you're sitting there and you're relaxing and immediately you're thinking to yourself like, oh, I should be doing something. Right. I should so be working So you're totally on not relaxing at all. No. Lisa, I feel like there's always something I need to get done. And that can be... So part of the struggle is if you do a lot of stuff and most creative humans do, right? So um, for us, we had to like write down everything that we did uh, Jen just said, you got to chase butterflies sometimes. It's good for you. Unless your name is Saxon and you nearly drag mama snaps off rail. <laughs> um, you do have to chase butterflies. Yeah. Um, so um, what we did was because we have, a, we have a lot of things that we juggle and they're all things that we like to do and we don't want to give any of them up, right? You have to ask yourself the question. Why, I either, am, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And do I want to stop doing this or do I want to keep doing this? And if I want to keep doing all the things I'm doing, what are the things that I really, that are really, really important? So we had to write out all the things we do, including self-care, including domestic arts, like yeah. laundry and home reno projects and say like, these are the most important things. So no matter what's going on, there's going to be at least 30 minutes to an hour of this a day. Yeah. If we could, you know, and and the thing is that even that is flexible Yeah, because the idea there and, and the ability to be able to work on something and walk away and come back to it later. That's, that's a really hard thing, right? Because it's almost like we get very used to taking whatever time we can to create. And then, you know, you sit in front of the canvas or you are creating or you're, you know, designing something, excuse me, designing something, or you're doing something for your business because you're thinking to yourself, like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I Mm -hmm. need to do this. And you try to do it all in one sitting. Now you guys know that that's, you know, that's been my MO for, for a while. And the difference now is you know, I'm not going to sit and work on my website for a week straight, day in and day out, where like my eyes are burning from staring at the screen and I'm, you know, basically killing myself. That's the thing. It's like, it's not worth it to do that, to push yourself so hard. And if you are pushing yourself so hard, where like you are either burning out or you are not able to relax or you feel guilty taking time off, then you got to really take a close look at that narrative because there's got to be a flawed assessment there. Mm -hmm. Some of the rogues had said, um, yeah, been programmed to always be working from just life and background, said Diane, and just, and trying not to be lazy, as you said. And Allie said, Sometimes it's wanting to control everything to avoid failure. Um, And Lee said, yeah, I have to force my time to set aside time for life stuff. And Kelly said, we just have to learn how to be busy with fun and not work. Right. Just flip that mindset. Exactly. Um, And and the the, the important thing about that is remembering, really, really investigating because we – when you look at society and you look at the way that people are used to making money, it's usually you go to a job that you don't like and you are just there because you get a paycheck at the end of the week. There's some, there's a form of habitual training that happens with that. 
And the moment that money finances start to really get involved with your art, it's very easy. And I'm talking from experience to turn your art into work. Mm -hmm. And the important thing is really being able to identify that and making sure that you keep your art where it belongs. It's not work. You know, it, it's not supposed to be, yes, you know, maybe you're struggling with a camp, maybe you're struggling with this, you know, whatever. The, the creative struggle is real, but it's not supposed to be work. It's not supposed to be draining. So perhaps we should establish a good play ethic. Exactly. Ginger said, schedule your uh, schedule an appointment with yourself to just do some shenanigans. Can't double book yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm busy Tuesday. I've scheduled an appointment with myself to make a mess. I exactly. love that. That's great. That's really good. And you know what? And the thing is, like, as far as feeling guilty for taking a vacation, maybe, I mean, uh, my MO is always to jump into it full force. But I love that idea of just scheduling time and training yourself to enjoy relaxing and shenanigans, as Ginger says, you yeah. know, like just because the only reason that you're having difficulty with it is because you have whatever narrative is there. So you avoid doing it. So you work really, really hard um, and then maybe get burned out or like, oh, I need a vacation, whatever. But you're not taking even, you know, that time off you know, take an afternoon off to relax and take a walk or sit outside or do something, you know, like book that time for yourself so that you could train yourself to, to, to redefine, to things. redefine things. Yeah. So Sarah M says those voices from our childhood are the foundation of our stick that our stick man are built on. Yep. Now I think of them as Jenga blocks and I'm taking one out at a time. Exactly. That's a great way to go about it. So I'll share like a short story with you guys, which is because of things that I experienced and soaked in as a kid and things that happened and examples I had in my life. I didn't even realize for the longest time that I was carrying around this idea that goes like people like me just don't get to have success. Yep. They work hard. They're not happy. They just, and you just do that. So this whole time that I'm pursuing something that I love to do and trying to be successful at it, whatever my definition of success is in the background, this, this, this brain chatter is going on. People yeah. like me just don't get to have success, right? So somewhere in me, right, I have to work four times as hard as I think, you know, as I as I want to maybe, or um, yeah. you, you guys know what I mean, yeah. because, because I don't feel like I deserve it or like that I'm just not somebody who gets to enjoy. Because of where you came from or because yeah. of who you are, you don't deserve success, so you have to work much harder. It was the same thing that happened, I mean- Let's be honest, the reason that I went into burnout and the reason that I started killing myself trying to do everything, the house and everything, everything that we were doing, um, you know, sure, there was the financial aspect that I wanted to get the studio open. But in reality, it was because deep down inside, I didn't feel that I deserved this. I'm an artist. Who are you to be buying a house? Who are you to be happy? Oh, you have your dream home? Well, you don't deserve that. So essentially what I was doing in working harder was self-sabotaging myself, mm -hmm. right? Because like 
instead of having fun, enjoying the moment and doing all the things that really built the foundation of us being able to do what we do for a living, which was just go out there, have fun. Fun is infectious. That is going to really, you know, bring the fun into everything you do. Instead of doing that, I was stressing out because I don't deserve this. I'm an imposter that is here. So I have to kill myself. I need to kill myself to do the repairs. I need to kill myself to try and get the studio open because we need to make finances. I need to overstretch myself. Yeah. And when that's tied into your self-identity, which those things are, that's a weed that has deep roots Yeah, or it's a very precarious Jenga block sometimes. Yes. Um, a precarious Jenga block as that's going to knock down said, all yeah. the blocks. So I think the thing is like you identify that, right? And then you show yourself through repetition that, well, that's not true. That's BS. Re- yeah. I'm going to rewrite that story. I'm going to show myself through example. And, you know, if you have to collapse the Jenga tower to show yourself that, then Perhaps you have to collapse the Jenga tower. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and that's it, sometimes you have to. Tina said, I have to downside my, downsize my art corner again. Time to sell. Is getting closer and I need to start decluttering and staging. I will be keeping drawers of sketchbooks and markers, small paint sets and pencils so it can be all hidden away at the end of the day. Right. So you could easily go back to your art. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding it hard to sit and paint on a canvas. I'm more likely to pull out some pencils and a sketchbook. And I think, yeah, if you're more drawn to that right now because of where life, you know, has you, then that's what you do. I mean, that's that's exactly what I should have done when I went on the road. Totally. When you don't, you know, because the thing is like, and here's the other side of that, right? If you're on the road and you're or you're on vacation and you are relaxing and you're having a good time and you think to yourself, I should be drawing, I should be painting, I should be whatever, right? Whenever the shoulds come up or it, it the fact of the matter is that whether it's a creative thing or not, because like you might just be out uh, enjoying a drink, enjoying a sunset, enjoying something and just, you know, like, I really like this. I just want to sit here. I just want to enjoy this. I just want to listen to this music. I just want to whatever. If a should is coming in, it's equivalent to you should be working right now. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And if that's what's going on, then there is some deep investigating that needs to happen. And chances are it is attached to that guilt. You know, and that guilt really comes in and that guilt is synonymous with what you were saying about feeling the imposter syndrome, feeling like you don't deserve things. You don't, it always, it always does go a little bit deeper than just on the surface. Like, I don't know how to relax. It always does. It's always deeper than surface. Jenny said, I guess a lot of people forget that art was supposed to be the dream, the dream that you dreamt when they were doing the job they hated. Then they slip into the past while sitting in the present. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. That's Jenny. exactly what happens, Jenny. And that's what you could avoid that. I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to come up because we're habitual creatures. And so like uh, we're so used to one habit that we're going to try to apply it to everything because we also, you know, our brains generalize everything. But if you're aware of it, then you can make sure that you are not there, that you're not turning the thing that you love into work. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I said before, because of the association with money, really, that's that's one of the reasons that like I harp on money so much in your relationship with money and just not doing it for the money. Um, because if 
you're doing it for the money. You have to think of the things that you've done in the past, maybe working somewhere that you've done for the money and it wasn't bringing you happiness and art should be bringing you happiness, whether it's bringing in money or not. And chances are, if it's bringing in more and more happiness and that's what you're consistently putting out there, then, you know, the money, the money just comes, but it goes and it comes and it goes just like money does. So I, it's just all of that stuff kind of attaches to that. You know, time is money. Money is time. So if you're taking time to relax and you could be painting, then you really do have to take a look at that because if you don't have that time to recharge, um, you're not going to be productive in a way. And then what are you chasing? Are you chasing carrots? Is that the reason that you're not able to just sit down with yourself without having to do something? Um, it really, it really is something. It's a really interesting question, Lee, mm-hmm. because, you know, in essence, like with Klee and I, we, we, we are really focused on the mantra. Every day is a vacation. Um, every day is a vacation and understanding that like, yeah, I could get into studio and do something and I could um, edit some video and I could do whatever. If it's not fun, if I'm not enjoying myself, that means that there's something else going on there. If I'm stressed out there, that means that the reason I'm doing it is not a genuine reason. And I have to investigate that. Yeah. Jenny said, I'm all about the nothing. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So I harbored a fear for the longest time and it's all tied into this same subject that like, um, somebody was going to come along. It's a really irrational fear. And like, um, tell me like you had a good run, but you can't do this anymore. You know, like you're going to have to go back to doing a job you don't like. Like somehow I was going to lose everything that I had built up and as I was approaching the 10 year mark of doing this full time, it, it got like uh, scarier and scarier as I got closer. And like, I worked harder and harder to try and make sure that it didn't happen. Um, and I was feeling less and less momentum in the right direction, which is tied into financial stability, you know, like, um, and I almost think at this point, well, two things. One thing I've realized is like, well, no one can take this away from you. And even if you had to start over from scratch, like you lost everything, yeah, you still could, you'd still be there and no one can take your ability to be an artist away from you. I like mean, no one's going to stop you. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing that you think about. Like I can take this time off because at the end of the day, it's the quality of my life. And I don't yeah. want to be laying on my deathbed thinking to myself, you know, like regretting the fact that I decided to do art because I was so stressed out and I didn't know, I didn't teach myself how to relax. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like for a lot of us, art is the thing that brings us joy and relaxation. If it's not doing that, then that's where you have to question your habits. Like, why are you pushing yourself so hard? Why are you not allowing yourself to step away and reevaluate? You know, because that's that's what we need to do. Diane says, I don't feel like I should be working. My brain just doesn't turn it off. I'm always thinking about my art and designs and business, even if it's in the background. I genuinely feel passionate about what I'm doing, but then there's the money. Now, this is interesting because I've had moments. In fact, one happened recently that I was just so fired up about a design and how I was going to build it that I couldn't sleep. And so it was this weird juxtaposition of like, 
feeling really excited, but also kind of annoyed because it was sleep time. Right. <laughs> and like, I wasn't feeling stressed out about it, but I did want to shut it off. And I realized like, um, oh, I've been kind of neglectful of my thinking process. And I used to meditate a lot and feel like I had a lot more control over where my thoughts would go. Uh, and then I got kind of lax about it. Well, I mean, that's and then what... my brain just kind of runs rampant. So even if it's like something that's not stressful, it's like a design. Um, but I used to know how to shut it off kind of on demand. And I sort of let that slip. And so I'm kind of trying to get back into a process of gaining back that. I mean, you do want, control. you definitely want to practice some, some form of meditation, whether it's just focusing on dishes when you're doing dishes or whatever it is. Cause basically meditation is just, retraining your brain to listen to you. Right. So like, you know, a lot of people want to just focus on their breath or think of nothing. It's impossible to think of nothing. So it's always a good challenge to try and do that. But it, all it is, is a trial and error. Mm -hmm. But when you don't do it, yeah, your brain takes off like a, like a rambunctious child, just doing whatever it wants, thinking about whatever it wants. Oh, it's four in the morning. Let's think about this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I understand what Diane is saying because that's that's how I am. Like I'm, my brain is always on. If I'm looking at, um, uh, I'm walking down the street and I'm looking at a scene and I'm looking at the colors or there's a combination of colors or the wrinkles on somebody's face or something, something that in you know that I'm inspired by and I take a picture like that. That's not the thing that I would need to take a vacation from. Because yeah, that's, that, that's that, kind of creative. That's creative. Brain. Yeah, and that's just creative brain. That's that's how we are. That's who we are. That's what we do. Um, the now, money side of it, that's where the stress part comes. Yeah. That's what you would take a vacation from. Yeah. So Clover's <clears throat> um, struggle is that the, the things like her creativity is like, those are the things that she does to relax. Yeah. So she's not sure what to do or how to relax when she needs a break from those from things. The thing. Yeah. You, you know, that's the thing. Like there is a point when you do need a break from your creativity because your creativity, my creativity is the break from, you know, other things. And so, but there are times where I'm working on something and I've gotten really good. I've trained myself to be really good at just, you know, and you've seen me do that in a studio countless of times where like, I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. Mm -hmm. I think I'm good. You know, and you got to give yourself something else that is not necessarily a break from uh, creativity, but just another thing. Yeah, I think it's always a good idea to have a lot of tools uh, in your bag for relaxation because you want to be able to have several things to reach for. So it could be anything. It could be uh, going for a walk. It could be, you know, watching a good movie. It could be listening to music, putting the music on loud and just dancing around, um, relaxing outside. It, it could be anything. It could be anything, having a conversation with a friend, going out, doing something, mm -hmm. something other than what it is. You do want to, if you, if you feel that you need a break or you feel that you're done, be willing to walk away. And in that process of walking away, that's where you figure it out, right? Cause you're going to find yourself sitting there thinking, well, well I should go back. Well, you got to take action and do one step in front of the other and basically for chunk having fun. Yeah, absolutely. Chunk, relaxing. And um, it's not a bad idea to make a list of stuff that you like doing. Yeah. Um, 
outside of creativity, like um, even stuff that you like to do once in a great, great, great while, but you don't like to do all the time just to like have access. Cause sometimes, sometimes I can't remember what I like to do. That's the reason that when we put this, <laughs> the, the new plan together and the new schedule together, you know, we have, we have days off, which is great. And it was important to me. I was like, okay, so what kind of things are we going to do on our days off? Because it's very easy to just fall into the old habit. If you don't give yourself something else, think of it this way, like with, with, uh, for example, with addiction, if you stop something cold Turkey, but you don't give yourself something to replace that habit with, then it's going to feel impossible. You have to give yourself something to replace it with. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to work on art and that's what you're used to because you need a break, then you need to replace that with something else. And really it's up to you. It, a lot of times you just got to figure it out through trial and error. Yeah. Even, yeah. Like try things that you could possibly like, but you're not sure. Especially try things that you've never tried before because that also opens up a lot of other pathways for you and and a lot of you know new neural con connections you start forming new neural connections you start forming new habits so that's that's something to think about and that's that's why you know we're jumping on the the plan thing that we're doing now mm -hmm. it could be something as simple as like going and sitting somewhere and people watching yeah because humans they're interesting yeah. lee said there's this mythos that great artists were always creating in your mind in your mind we are always creating in our mind right but i um, really like i really like the book um i think it's called rituals that breaks down the daily habits of yep. like many many artists and creatives throughout history and the truth is that they were not creating 24 7 no they weren't in fact the majority of a lot of their time was spent socializing socializing and going for walks. and going for walks was the biggest thing socializing having a drink having whatever and then going for walks even picasso and the reason, uh, you know, Picasso is very, um, whatever that's called. He was work oriented. Yeah, he was very work oriented. But even he had it scheduled where he'd go for his walk. He, he would eat his breakfast, go for his walk and go socialize for a little bit. And then, he, you know, he would wake up late because he'd be in the studio till like four in the morning. But he was also, you know, the kind of person that didn't want to be bothered when he was creating and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um He's an angry little man, but, uh, you know, like he, he was definitely a workaholic and even he took time off for socializing. So like, you know, there's socialize, And if you don't want to socialize, then you just find like a thing that's that for you, you like to do. For example, one of the creatives mentioned in the book before she would sit down, I think she was a writer. Her friend would have to drive her like into the countryside to go look at cows before she would go home and write. And if the cows weren't right, then she wouldn't write. Yeah. And if the cows were just right, then she would sit there and enjoy them and then go and write. It's, and it's I, amazing because I'm like, what would make the cows right? <laughs> the cows are all wrong today. Um, I don't know, but I, I love thinking about those things yeah. <laughs> as an exercise and like broadening that perspective of like, the different experiences that you could have. I mean, that's the thing. Remember, we're eccentric, you guys. We you could come up with anything. You know, like somebody would be like, "What? What the heck are you doing?" You'd be like, "I'm relaxing." 
you know? Yeah. Um, I remember uh, back in the day, I haven't done it much now because I don't really climb trees all that often, but a lot of times I would just, you know, climb up on the tree and I'm talking about not that long ago. Like I wasn't like a little kid. Um, and then I would hang from my legs off one of the branches and, you know, I would kind of relax and swing back and forth and people would ask me, what are you doing? And, I, you know, and I'd tell them I'd, I needed a different perspective um, because I needed to, and I, I got really accustomed to doing things that were outside of my comfort zone and things that I didn't generally do anymore. You know, even things like and silly things like sitting in the closet. There's this weird childlike thing that comes up from like going into a closet and sitting down in a closet. Yeah, especially if you have something to read. Yeah. Sitting in the closet and reading. So, I mean, you have no idea what it is. If you have a hard time relaxing, then that's what I suggest. Just just be weird. Be weird about it. Yeah. Allie said, everyone around me thinks I'm doing this art thing to get a better job that I like doing better than my old full-time job. That looking for security is contagious. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like everybody, it, those are things that we investigate as artists as we go through. And to be honest with you, the ones that don't investigate are like, well, I want to get perfect, you know, and, and all that stuff. Like they get really jaded. And I'm sure you guys have run into artists out there that are like jaded and cynical. And like, you know, I, I mean, I get to read those comments on our YouTube videos all the time mm -hmm. where somebody's like, don't listen to this guy. Don't even try. You'll never make money as an artist. And I'm like, man, what, what got you to that point? And why do you want to spread that? Yeah. Ginny said, that's like that fear of losing it all. That's like when you graduate and you get scared, they're going to come back and tell you, you yeah. have to give the diploma back. And funny that you should say that because I have actually nightmared about that. Um, like in my uh, nightmares, like where somehow I didn't graduate uh, and right. like what, you know, like I had to go and like do high school again. Yeah. <laughs> Jen just said, great artists weren't recorded to be dicking around all the time because there wasn't social media. <laughs> yeah, they weren't on social media taking selfies or else I guarantee you. Oh, man, if there could have been Can you imagine Picasso's uh, page would just be him with that like crazy intense look just yeah. looking at things from all kinds of angles. I would love to see what the pages of Dolly, yeah. and Picasso and all the <laughs> all of them would have looked like. Only things worth documenting by hand were documenting. Just saying, yeah. A regular J-O-B. Just, just over broke. Just over broke. Is not as secure as people think, no, to be honest. It's no. an illusion. So we need to be self-sufficient and do our own thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I can tell you right now for a fact that a J-O-B is, there is no security. I mean, look at this town right now that we live in. Um, everybody here was relying on the petroleum companies and the petroleum companies just up and left. And not only did a bunch of people lose their jobs overnight that were supposed to be secure, but the entire town suffered from it. Yeah. So like, no, a J-O-B is not, they, they could, you could get terminated from one day to the next for absolutely no reason other than they need to cut hours. So that's, that whole myth of security, that's just absolute bullshit. And I'm off my tirade now because I was about to go on one. <laughs> it's okay if that. you tirade. Nanu says, my wife says my brain turns off when she asks why I bought XY from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Clover says, so I think this says my soul never gets tired, but my body sure does. Yeah. Um, but it said soup and, and that made me chuckle. My soup never gets tired. I mean, I'm like, make your soup, do your, stuff around the house. Your, your, your soup, make your soup. <laughs> I mean, you know, your soul is the soup of the soul. Ooh, Ooh. that's good. Yeah. Uh, Allie said, so true, Diane. I was always broke with my nine to five and miserable, still broke, but happy and more opportunity with art. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, man, you, you know, you guys, the, the term broke and all that stuff, if you are doing enough, you know, like, cause when I think about it, when we first started our career and, and I'm talking about like two years in, if you looked at how much money we were making, we were broke. The only difference was our expenses were like down there. Like we barely had any expenses. Yeah, so we got we, rid of we, all of our costs. We honestly felt like we were, we were like, whoa, we're rich. We're doing, you know, like, well, we're doing so it good. It is all perspective, right? Yeah. Diane said, taking a vacation stresses me out because it costs money and I'm too cheap for my own good. <laughs> take, take a staycation. Yeah. So Lee had said, sometimes I take a tiny vacation break, like reading a book or, or a bath with all the candles and bubbles. Yeah. Those are ways to be good to yourself. Definitely. You don't have to travel. In fact, I find that I mostly like traveling after the traveling's over and I reflect back on it and think like, I had a good time, but in the moment, sometimes like traveling. Sometimes, sometimes not, but I mean, you and I, you and I are very, uh, minimalist, very minimalist. So like, you know, we're going to, if we travel and we could camp, we'll camp somewhere. For sure. Um, it, you know, if we could stay with people that we know, we'll stay with people that we know. Um, we'll have like a little bit of money that will allow the splurges to happen. Like, oh, I want to eat at this restaurant or I want to eat at this burger joint because, you know, it's whatever. But um, as far as like doing the big, I don't know. That's not, I, I, I learned something living in the Dominican, like when, when I went to live in the Dominican Republic for a couple months and I would see the tourists go there and we weren't, you know, we, we wouldn't go to the hotels because mm -hmm. like that wasn't the genuine, that wasn't the genuine stuff. The real stuff were the hole in the wall places. Totally. And that's how I felt. Uh, that's how I feel about Chicago. Like Chicago is very expensive, but there are plenty of hole in the wall places that you could go and, and have good food and enjoy yourself without breaking the bank. And I feel like all places are like that. Lee said, I went off-roading with my Jeep last weekend. Yeah, that's see, awesome. that's that's awesome. I love that. Or you take a little day trip. When we lived when we lived in Illinois, you and I just one day went down the road and went camping mm -hmm. um, at one of the, the little state parks down there. Like just any kind of any kind of time where you are allowing yourself to read to relax, to stare at bugs, to do anything like that's, that's where it's like, it doesn't have to be a big expensive, you know, a lot of people talk about vacations and are talking about big expensive vacations. That they basically save up for all year. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, yeah. unless you want it to be that way. I mean, yeah, do it all. Do, do the whole nine yards if that's what you want. But yeah, it can be little things too. Tina said, I was a little agoraphobia. I spent half my childhood in the closet. <laughs> Jenny said, oh, yeah, I know those artists. Uh, Allie said, art's all about inspiration and living brings inspiration. I'm just thinking out loud because I fell into the art hustle a lot. Yeah. And 
no art comes from a stressful, desperate place. That's the thing is we think we're being so productive by running ourselves not. ragged, we're but we're totally not. And that's, that's, you know, one of the things that we've done that I do that I'm very, very aware of is that I look at that as well. I look at how much I'm killing myself to do something. How my, how, if you want to talk about productivity, how my productivity goes down because I'm making a lot of mistakes. I'm working on things that I'm not, you know, it's, it's not working out. It's not happy. Everything is a little bit harder. And then I reach burnout and then I'm completely useless for like three days. And then I have to go through the struggle of bringing, you know, during that time, then I'm really feeling guilty because like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not working on art. And then during that time, and basically what ends up happening is you don't do anything that mm -hmm. is of value. You do nothing that is of value. No self-care. No, no self-care. Any decisions that you make during that time, they're all shit. Like there, it just, there is nothing of value that comes out of that hustle mentality. There really isn't. There really isn't. Diane said, oh man, Van Gogh on social media. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, he was so, he, that would have been, I love Van Gogh's letters. They are some of the most inspirational letters to his brother where he's talking about art and the drive that he has. And obviously there was a lot of other stuff in there, but it's, it's amazing to me, the diversity of his moods. Mm-hmm. Jin just said my NP in office, who was basically my partner, also workaholic, was kind of good, bad relationship since it encouraged unhealthy work habits. The only time she wouldn't answer emails is if she was on vacation and at the beach. I harassed her about work stuff for almost a week, not realizing she was off. And she said, OK, I'm going to the beach, leaving phone behind. And I'm still mad at her for not mentioning it and just working through vacation. <laughs> I would have not harassed her if I had realized. Yep. Yep. Lee said, I have a full-time job now, so relaxed time takes care and perspective. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it takes us getting to a place where we're very, very limit on, limited on time and we have to be super deliberate and really think about it, um, you know, when life forces you to do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Jenny says, she knows not where she's going, for the ocean will decide... It is not the destination, but the glory of the ride. Oh, I like I that. I love that, Jenny. Sarah M. said, a secluded area in the woods or a quiet spot on the beach will do for me, even with a sketchbook in hand. My mind goes into meditation, and I can put pen or pencil to paper and just enjoy it for what yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and that's, that's what it is. It's just finding whatever it is, finding a way to enjoy it for what it is. You know, build a sofa fort. Totally. Uh, do, I just have fun. Like, you know, bring yourself back to, I think a lot of people think that we forget how to be children and we, we are kids. We're, we're basically, when it comes to adults, we're basically kids pretending to be grownups. Like that's, that's essentially what's going on. So all of those things that brought you joy, um, do them, mm -hmm. do them, play, play board games if you want to, um, Play a game of imagination. Bring out some, get some GI Joes. I, I don't know. Play with some Barbies. Do whatever it is that will bring the play back. Most um, definitely. And you know, and the only thing you'll have to fight is the stick man in your mind telling you, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You're blah, blah, blah. And that, like, that's great because you can tell the stick man to screw off because the stick man is who's telling you that you shouldn't be relaxing. You should be doing something else. 
Diane said, I'd like to take a trip to the dark sky area up there in northern PA. Us too, Diane. That's on the list of things we want to do. She said, I want to see those stars. Believe it or not, I've never seen a real starry sky with the Milky Way. Now that would be a vacation. Yeah, that's that's on our list as well. Absolutely. Diane. I have seen um, a real starry sky with the Milky Way one time, yep. one time, and it is worth, um, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the, I saw the stars really, really clear when I was younger and staying with my grandparents in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a sky like that again. So the fact that we have a dark sky place not too far from us, I'm like, oh, super good. We are going. Yeah, find out what's around you. That's another thing too. Like, um, so many people, ourselves included, are like, there's a plethora of things to explore around you that are like less than a day trip. Yeah, but we like just don't make time for them, and so. And- you you gotta you just make make time for yeah. it. I think about it, and like when we went to go see the solar eclipse, there was a part of us that was like, "Oh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to make it because we got blah blah blah. We right. gotta do this. We gotta do that." And um, I would have never forgiven myself for not going to oh, go see the I solar eclipse. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known what I missed out on. But knowing now, I would never trade that for anything. Nope. And that's, that's how it is for everything. Like you got it. You just got to do it. And you know, when you're not used to doing it, your, your stick man is going to say, Oh, why are you doing this? This is so stupid. You should be blah, 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 blah. And you'd you know, be like, maybe you should get in the pillow for it too. Stick man. Yeah, get into pillow for it. Um, yay. Sofa for it with cool lights. Said yeah. Lee. And I do video game breaks. Said Samson yep. and bubbles. Said and Sarah bubbles. M and box of Legos. Said Kyle and yep. Clover said, I don't know if you saw my message about keeping your money mindset and your art mindset separated, but that's been the number one factor in eliminating, uh, the worry. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. You know, yes. we're all about yes, Clover. That. Absolutely. And I would think that if, if you've gotten yourself to a place where the money's taken, the money stress has taken over the art career so much that you're having trouble separating, it would almost be better to get a corporate side hustle to ease the money worries than to continue on that way yep. or, re- and I mean, and or find a way to reframe it, you know, in your mind. Yeah. Because- and Clover, Clover's done that. She's, yeah. she, she's gone, she's gone, you know, it, she's, she's exploring and mm-hmm. experimenting with that whole concept, which is makes Clover a badass. Yeah, because she is. it's like, you're not just, um, Oh, well, this is how it is. And whatever it's like exploring and, and being able to give yourself that real time experimentation with those concepts so that you could, come out of it knowing because that's how you know you don't know from like hearing somebody that did it you know because you did it yourself yeah and all options should be on the table so when the money stress feels really really oppressive and like you're trying to find a way out of it all options should be on the table what do i need to do do i need to do some freelance stuff do i need a corporate side hustle do i just need to reframe this and focus on what i'm doing like do I, need to employ, get my, do I need to get in my truck and just leave? Yeah. Do you yeah. Employ whatever tactic uh, you want. Or do I need to get my box of Legos, as Kyle said? Yeah. Yes, Kyle, box of Legos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny said that she saw the stars up in the UP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a more on point response yep. than I intended. <laughs> Kelly said, I played board games daughter with daughter for the first time in 10 years, became... Because no one at my home will play. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice, Kelly, that you got to do that. Weirdly, said, hey, I, weirdly. Hi, weirdly. 
I stood outside for 30 minutes yesterday just staring up at the stars. I saw three satellites and two shooting oh, stars. Oh, I That's love awesome. that. We love that. We, we get to... The skies here where we're at are actually darker than just about anywhere that we look, you know, because in Chicago uh, at night, you're like, oh, look, it's the star. The star is out. The, the star is out. Do you see it? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times it might be like the space station. We um we can't see the, the Milky Way here. Um, at least we haven't seen it yet from like not from our street or anything, but we're very close to the dark sky parks. Yeah. Weirdly said had a small breakdown before and it helped so much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, weirdly. Uh, but, but glad stars, that you were able to do that. And you know, find- one thing to remember, and I'm, I'm, I'm being totally cheesy here, but one thing to remember is when you look up at the stars and you take a few, wa- you know, you walk around a little bit, just keep looking at the stars and you realize that all the stars are following you around. And in my mind as a kid, and I still, there's this part of my, my being that believes this, is that the stars were created for you and to bring light into darkness. And that's, you know, that's how I see it. So that's why no matter where you go, there they are following you around. Big giant lighthouses. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think like, oh, I'm... I'm that stuff too. Like the stars and me, we're related and we're all going through this journey in this big, big universe. Yep. Samson said fall is the best time to see the Milky Way. Oh, I can't wait for the fall crisp weather. Definitely. Um, there's going to be jumping in piles of leaves for me this fall. Yep. That that didn't happen last no, year. No, we saw kids jumping in leaves though. Okay. So let's not get off point here. We're talking about vacation, although jumping in leaves, those are those things, you know, like just, I think when it comes down to it, uh, Lee, as far as knowing how to relax, do the little staycations, Mm -hmm. just, just do them and do them consistently. Give yourself more of a consistent ability to be able to do them and, um, you know, go and watch a sunset, go and watch a sunrise. Uh, get a get a new hobby, you know. Get some binoculars and go bird watching. Do those things that that cause you to, you know, where someone that part of your mind could be like, oh, that's where are you wasting your time with this, you know? Because like that's that's those are the things. It's the same thing that they tell us. Art. Why are you wasting your time with this? And it's like you know, this brings me joy. Um, and although we're artists and obviously art brings us joy, there are so many things out there. You're, you're a much more, uh, diverse creature than that. There are so many layers to you and it's figuring out those things that really, that really resonate to you and bring you joy. And it might be something that you've never tried yet. You know, that you haven't done before. I did not discover the joy of bird watching until we lived here in Pennsylvania. And now I'm like... I love it. Yeah. I love bird watching. Um, weirdly said, I'm pretty lucky on the star front where I live. Oh, I, oh, bet. I bet. I, I bet. bet. Sarah M said, we're all made of stars. How magical is that? Right? <laughs> Diane said, oh, I <laughs> love that. To just like grab the lactate, folks. Incoming cheese fest. Yeah. Right here as Thank always you. on the Roth and Klee podcast. Thank you. Um, I think we're probably about ready to summarize, but I just wanted to drive this home again before we sign off. Yeah. Um, 
in talking about all these things that you might do to unwind, to relax, if you don't feel like you deserve that, investigate that because you do. If you don't feel like you deserve a break or a relaxation, do whatever you have to do to rewrite that narrative about yourself because you absolutely deserve to recharge and to be a whole well-rounded person who's experiencing all the aspects of life and not just working, 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 working. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, we, there are so many more layers to us and it's discovering those layers of yourself. And like Lee said, being, you know, you're not a half person. You're, you're a full, you, you know, the, you're a full, <laughs> you're a full person. You're a full person. Um, and you want to discover all those things about you. It could be anything be food you think about like people that have never tried certain foods and immediately are like oh i don't like that and i'm like you're not you're not experienced how do you know how do you know uh artists are like onions said samson yes the infinite infinite onions ali said i met my stick man in human form at an art show yesterday he was stressed out and complaining he was being ignored I felt so uncomfortable around him and I realized he was my stick man. And that's how people think about me when I'm in that stressful state. Yes. Now, yes. how brilliant is that? that you get you to experience that and you got to like see that and you made that connection and probably decided, oh, I'm going to do what I need to do to not put myself in that yeah. state. Because even more importantly than however people think about you when you're in that stressful state is what it's doing to you. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, whenever we'd run into those stick men, uh, Clee and I would sing in our booth and we would just have fun and yeah. then we would laugh, yeah. uh, which, which ironically enough, made them even more angry. Sometimes. <laughs> so, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they would loosen up and they would have fun, um, which was always great. Every once in a while, somebody would just, you know, the, the, the snide looks would start coming our way. And then we would just get louder and have even yeah, more fun. Well, it's because secretly they don't think they deserve happiness either. Yeah. And I hope everyone finds it in their own way so that they can be less um, curmudgeonly. Yeah. Less <laughs> curmudgeons in the world. That would be nice. I think this was good food for thought for all of us. And so I hope you guys um, feel the same. And I hope you, I don't know, do something to recharge yourself right now following yeah. this podcast. Go do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. You're going to do it. Do it. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Oh, yeah. Do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The UP. <laughs> oh, yeah. Toodles. All right, you guys. And for everybody that's out there listening to the podcast, thank you guys so much for listening to us, subscribing. We've had an uptick on our podcast yeah. lately. Um, I'm always surprised at uh, when people come up to us and are like, oh, we listen to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's so, that's cool. so cool. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys, uh, all of you guys for listening. And to the rogues, thank you guys so much for being here. I seriously always look forward to having these conversations with you on these subjects. Freaking adore you guys. And uh, yeah, I would say that for anybody out there listening to this, if you would like to subscribe, and this is the first time that you are listening to this, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I'm not sure where it is or what platform you're on, but... I'm sure there is one. And other than that, would you like to say goodbye, Clee? Instead of saying good day, I'll say good play. Mwah. Good play. And as you could probably hear, the dogs are saying goodbye outside, our neighbor's dogs. So we'll let them 
Yep, there they are. And <laughs> adios, you guys. Total awesomeness.